0: If you want to take your bulletins once again and turn back to pages eight and nine, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter two that's printed for you there on page eight. And we're also going to be looking at the hymn that's on page nine, Edmund, uh, Edmund Sears' hymn, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear, so you can use that as reference. I encountered the end of a 42-year era for myself yesterday. Yesterday, particularly at 1:30 p.m., something that began on May of 1977, when I was only six and a half years old, came to an end. I saw the last Star Wars movie. <laughs> I went to see the first one that was released in May of 1977 and yesterday watching the last one, I have to tell you I was a little bit sentimental. By just about anybody's standard, the Star Wars movie series has been an incredible success. There have been 11 main movies, 9 that told the main story as well as 2 offshoots that have been made so far. And in total, as I looked yesterday... The worldwide gross revenue of those 11 movies is $9,625,006,051. And that's just the movie sales worldwide. That doesn't include all of the action figures that I had when I was growing up, uh, the other memorabilia that have uh, been produced, as well as some of the other animated movies that have been created. And I want... To just for a moment to reflect, and maybe you will with me as well, as to why were these movies so successful? Why have they been so popular? And I would suggest to you that the answer is that because ultimately these movies are about the big overarching story about peace. The lack of it. The pursuit of it. The hope of For it. There is something about being a human being that makes us seek out peace. It's something that's wired into us. And those of us who know and believe the Christian story that we have read and sung this evening already know that that desire, that need for peace down in the very depths of our hearts and souls started at creation. God created mankind, and when He did that, we were at peace with Him. We were at peace with our Creator, and we were at peace with all of creation, and it was glorious. But as we read in the very first reading for this evening, we lost that peace because of the fall into sin of Adam and Eve, and we have been looking for peace ever since. So it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? That so many of our stories and our music and our art and our desires would be about finding true, lasting, meaningful peace. John Piper has said recently that you can read every fairy tale that has ever, ever been written, every mystery thr- thriller. Every ghost story and you will never find something so shocking, so strange, so weird and spellbinding. And then I would add filled with true peace as the story of the incarnation of the son of God. We've read and we have sung about that piece this evening. And I want to take just a couple of minutes to reflect on two places in particular that we read and sung. Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14 and hymn number 200 that we sang it came upon the midnight clear this hymn was written by a man named Edmund Sears when uh, in, in 1850 uh, Sears was a unitarian minister of all things served at the First Congregational Church in Wayland Massachusetts and two things in his life deeply influenced his writing of this hymn one He was a man who endured incredible, difficult, and hard years of ministry in the church. He even suffered a breakdown over time in both his physical and mental health. And secondly, he wrote this hymn right after the Mexican-American War had finished. Sears was a man who was desiring true and lasting and substantial peace in his own life and in the world. And as Sears reflected on Luke chapter 2 that we've read, he wrote this hymn about two things. A peace that has already come through Jesus' first advent, His first arrival. And a peace that will come when Jesus comes again in His second advent. He wrote, and we've sung about the fact that peace has already come through Jesus' first advent. If you'll look at the hymn, particularly in verses 2 and 3, you'll see that Sears was very honest in recognizing the fallenness and brokenness of this world. Uh, Listen to what he wrote in verses 2 and 3. Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled, and still their heavenly music floats over All the weary world, above its sad and lowly plains, they bend on hovering wing, and ever over its babble sounds, the blessed angels sing, and ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way, with painful steps, and slow. Sears, Knew something himself about these words that he wrote about. A weary world with sad and lowly plains and babble sounds. Living beneath a life of crushing load. Whose forms are bending low. Who toil along the climbing way with painful steps. And slow. Sears did not shy away from the reality of life that struggles to know and to experience what peace is about. And he wasn't afraid to be honest about it. And the Bible doesn't shy away from that kind of honesty either. In Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 we read, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. When the angel of the Lord appeared, the shepherds in the field were filled with great fear. That's what often happens when angels show up and people encounter angels. But these angels let the shepherds know that they were coming with a message, not of fear, but a message of peace, of the ultimate peace. We read in Luke chapter 10, chapter two, verses 10 and following, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Good news of great joy. The promised Messiah had been born. And the result of the arrival of the Christ child was glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Sears captured this sense of joy and peace in his first verse of the hymn. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to men, from heaven's all-gracious King, the world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. What the angels were proclaiming, what the story of Scripture declares, what Sears was capturing in his hymn is this. There is real and lasting and satisfying peace that has come through the arrival of Jesus into this world in his first advent. The ultimate peace that we are all looking for deep down is found only through being reconciled to God Through a relationship with the Christ child Jesus as we put our faith in Jesus as we believe in him the Bible tells us that we are reconciled to God forever we are justified we are forgiven and we are accepted Romans 5 verse 1 says therefore since we've been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 14 says, For Jesus Himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And Colossians 1 verses 19 and 20 says, For in Christ all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace, By the blood of His cross. Everything that we are doing here tonight, all that we have read and sung, the focus of this entire season and the very point of tomorrow is that Jesus, the promised Messiah, came and brought an end to everything that destroyed our peace with God. Through His birth and because of His blood shed on the cross, we are reconciled to our Creator and we are at peace with Him forever. Once we are joined together to our Savior through faith, there is nothing, there is nothing that can take away that peace. We need to understand that that peace comes only through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's only through having a relationship with Jesus. It's only by being joined together to Him by faith. There's no other way to have this peace between us and our Creator. There's another aspect to this wonderful message of the gospel of peace through the first arrival and advent of our Savior. Not only has a peace with God already come in the first coming or the first advent of Jesus, but we also see both in Sears' hymn and in Luke 2 that peace comes, a peace will come through Jesus' second advent. Sears had a sense of that. He had a hope in that and you can see it in verse 4. For lo, the days are hastening on by prophet bards foretold. When with the ever circling years comes round the age of gold. When peace shall over all the earth, its ancient splendors fling. And the whole world give back the song, which now the angels sing. It's not only about a peace that has come in the arrival of Jesus Christ and his first advent, there is also a message of a peace that will come when Jesus comes again. The Bible captures this truth at the end of the Bible in Revelation chapter 21. John, as he was getting a vision of what was going to happen when Jesus came again, says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. What a wonderful promise that we have. That indeed, in Christ, as we put our faith in Him, there is peace, there is reconciliation between us and God because of Jesus' first advent. But there's also this wonderful promise of the ultimate and complete peace that will come in every part of our life when Jesus comes back for the second time. When the second advent takes place, there will be a peace not only between us and God, but with all things forever. There will be, as John says, no more tears. There will be no more sadness. No more pain. No more sickness. No more disease. No more sin. No more death. Jesus says, I am making all things new. And so when we celebrate the first advent of Jesus, His birth into this world, we are also celebrating that through faith in Jesus we have peace with God and we are filled with a great joy and a hope as we remember His second advent is coming and with it a complete peace in all of life. That is good news of great joy for those who are dealing with things like cancer. Other debilitating illnesses and diseases, loneliness, depression, sadness because of broken family and friend relationships, separation from loved ones because of death. If you are in Christ tonight, not only do you have peace with God now and forever, but you also have the promise of a peace that is coming when Jesus arrives in his second advent. So if you're here tonight and you understand the parts of the hymn, hymns and the scriptures that we've read and sung tonight that honestly recognize the reality of the fall and the brokenness in this world, but you've never experienced what true peace with God is like, then hear the greatest story ever tonight. The story of redeeming love and peace with, from the long-promised Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your hope in Him. Put your faith in Him. Experience peace with God forever. And if you're here tonight and you are trusting and resting in Christ, you're in relationship with your Savior, the Lord Jesus, you have been united to Him by faith, then be filled with all joy and hope tonight as you remember once again your peace with God that can never be taken away. And also be filled with an incredible encouragement as you remember... That Jesus' first advent leads to His second advent. And a day is coming when Jesus is going to make all things new. And all that is wrong and broken and fallen will be made right and whole and redeemed. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank You for the peace that is real and permanent and satisfying that comes to us through the birth and the life, the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for this season when we take time to remember and reflect on his birth into this world. This truly is the greatest story ever told. And it is true. And as we meditate on the wonders of your love for your people, we ask that you would fill us with joy and hope and encouragement and peace. And as we wait in this fallen world for the second advent of our Savior, would you also fill us with your strength that we might persevere and endure all that we experience as we wait. We pray that you would also make us beacons of your light and truth and grace with our friends and families. We pray for those in our midst who don't know this true and lasting and eternal peace. Reveal the grace of the gospel to them through the work of the Holy Spirit. All this we pray in the powerful name of our ruling and reigning Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. Amen.